What's going on, guys? Welcome to the first episode ever of Questions with Caden. I'm seriously so excited about this podcast. Um, if you followed me on social media for a while, you've known that I've been talking about this. I've been talking about doing this, and I've been working on launching it. But to be honest, I never I wanted to do it, but I never felt like it was the right season or I had been released to do it until now. And I'm really excited to dive into these questions and to get to know you guys on a different level and to start something new. I think God is really in this, and I'm really excited about um really what this is going to turn into. If you're not really sure what you clicked on or you're not really sure what this podcast slash YouTube series is really going to be about, um, you should know that it this podcast, this YouTube series is just about answering our questions that we have about faith. Um, being a believer for a long time, growing up in the church and, and as a Christian, I've always run into these questions that I never felt like I got answers to. And I had to work really hard at finding ways to answer these. And I've seen them in, in my own life and in my friend's life and, and, and people I've come in contact with that they come up with these big, these big questions that at times these questions become bigger than our God and they take over our faith. And next thing you know, these questions were the thing that was the barrier. And the goal of this podcast is that those questions would not be a barrier, but that they would be a blessing to your faith, that you would be able to answer and take these questions that you had. They would no longer be doubts, but that they would be something that pushed you closer to Jesus. So I'm really, really excited about getting to start this. And, and this is the first episode, and I just want to thank you guys so much for tuning in, for clicking. Um, I know you guys have a lot of a lot of ways to find resources and a lot of ways um, to spend your time, and I'm just grateful that you would choose to click on this and spend your time with me, and I'm really excited. I'm going to take the next 20 to 25 minutes and dive into one question and um, really just take you through scripture, take you through Bible characters, through stories, and through my own experiences, and help us really attack this question and understand this question. So like I said, it would not be a barrier, but it would be a bridge to our relationship with Jesus. Um, I think it's really important that you know also, before I jump in, that I don't really care um, where you're at. I don't care if you follow Jesus, if you don't follow Jesus, if you don't have any idea who this guy is, or you're kind of pissed at him, or you don't understand, or you've been walking through hard. I just don't care. I don't want to let you know that no matter what, you belong in this YouTube video, you belong in this podcast, and I think that you can learn no matter where you are, if you choose to lean in, you choose to dive in, and you choose to soak up some information, I think you can learn a lot about who this Jesus is and how much he loves you and how much he has amazing plans for your life. So in order for us to jump into this question, we we have to know what the question is, and the question is, is God mad at me? I think I can answer this this question in one simple way. I could end the podcast here. Is God mad at me? No. All right, guys. I'll see you in the next one. I'm kidding. But this question is one of those questions that I believe keeps us away from Jesus. In my own life, I've seen when I do things, when I mess up, when I fall short, I often think to myself, there's no way I could get back to the presence of God. There's no way I could spend, there's no way he has plans for me. He's got to be mad at me. And I kind of want to read you a verse right now that we can just set as the foundational scripture for today's episode. Psalm 148 Eight, 
I'm sorry, Psalm 145, 8, out of, the, out of the NLT tells us, The Lord is merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry, and filled with unfailing love. Would you guys pray with me real quick? Lord, we just thank you so much for today. We thank you so much for this opportunity to learn, to dive into who you are, to discover that you are not mad at us, but that you're madly in love with us. Father, I just pray that you would speak today, God, that you would break off chains, that you would allow us to not listen to the lies of the enemy, God, that we would come to know you closer and better today. It's in your name and your glory we pray. Amen. Let me just get some water here real quick. Got that fresh Dasani. Not sponsored, unless you want it to be Dasani. Come on. Come on, somebody. Believe for it. Um, but I, I think it's important that we, when we go to answer this question, is God mad at me, we kind of understand what anger is, what it would be, and, and what would cause somebody to be mad at us. I remember when I was a kid um, and younger, my mouth did a lot more bad for me than it did good for me, and it got me in a lot of trouble. And I know my mom, she's just the most kind, loving, nurturing woman, but she wanted the best for me, so she would just try and do anything she could to get some discipline in my life so that my mouth would stop being my problem. I remember one time vividly, my mom was, was uh, getting really mad at me. I think I said something I probably shouldn't have said, something, something pretty stupid, and, and my mom got really, really pissed, and and she was about to lean into me. I could just see it in her eyes. And kind of who I am is sometimes when I get a little like uncomfortable or I see there's a bad situation, I try and get myself out of it. So I crack a joke. And in that moment, I cracked a joke at my mom. And I, I saw her try and fight it, but she couldn't. She just started laughing. She was laughing so hard. And then she's just like, all right, whatever, kid. And she just walked away. And I found out at that time, if I could make my mom laugh, I could defer the anger. I could get out of this. I remember vividly this one time where my my mom, I was sitting on the couch, I was maybe 12, 13 years old, I just got home from school, my mom said, hey Kate, go upstairs and empty all the trashes and then pick up your room before dinner. And I don't know what got into me that day, I don't know if there was something in my cereal that morning or if I just felt big because my dad wasn't home, but I looked my mom dead in the eyes, I said, no. And I could see the hell burning in her eyes, the fury, as she looked at me. And she's like, what did you just say to me? She said, I'm going to give you one more chance. Kaden, go upstairs, empty the trashes, and clean your room. I looked her dead in the eyes. I said, no. She said, boy, you say no to me one more time. If the word no comes out of your, your mouth one more time, I swear, go upstairs, clean your room, and empty the trashes. And I looked at her. And I said, uh-uh. And she knew right there I found the loophole. I didn't say no. And she started to smirk. And next thing you know, she was laughing. And I got out of being in trouble. Of course, I emptied the trash cans and cleaned my room. But I wasn't in trouble. The thing is, though, the reason I was able to do that, the reason I was able to make my mom, to defer the anger, is because I figured out that my mom was 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 not mad at me, but she was madly in love with me my mom cared about my well-being my mom knew what was best for me and she was trying to provide me with a little bit of insight with a little bit of discipline with a little bit of plans and some purpose so that I could figure out and get to what was best for me in order for us to 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 shift and look at is God mad at me is everything that I've done caused God to be mad at me we have to understand 
and establish what would make someone feel as though they were mad. I think there, there's a couple reasons, obviously, that, that would make somebody mad or make somebody angry at you. I think the, one of the biggest is betrayal, maybe mistreatment. Maybe uh, you've hurt them some way. Maybe that's mentally or that's physically. Um, maybe you lied to them. You took advantage of them. But come on, somebody who knows that we mistreated, we betrayed, we took advantage of him, we've lied to Jesus so many times, but because he loves us, he chose to forgive us, God chose to send his son to die for us so that we could know him, so that we could know that he is not mad at us, but he is madly in love with us, and that brings me to point number one. I want to give us three points today to simplify the answer is God mad at us, and point number one is you can't be mad at someone you already forgave. Woo, come on, somebody. You cannot be mad at someone you already forgave. I remember one time I really like clothes and I really like fashion and um, I've always been this way. And I remember one time I had this really nice shirt I liked and my sister, she she's always loved to go through my closet and kind of see if she can wear something or pull something off. And I remember one time I went to her, I said, hey, sis, listen, I just got this new shirt. I really like it. So you can wear it, just please don't take it to the gym, don't work out in it, because if you do, it'll get snagged and it'll get ruined. And she was like, oh yeah, for sure, Cade, no worries. Not kidding you, less than two days later, she comes to me, she goes, listen, I wore the shirt, it's ruined. And I was like, what? I told you, don't wear the freaking shirt. I ripped it out of her hands, and I was like, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm so sorry, would you forgive me? And I was like, so pissed, I was like, yeah, I'll forgive you. And I stormed upstairs into my room, I threw the shirt on my bed. And I was like, I shouldn't have forgiven her because now I can't be mad at her. And come on, somebody who knows that God has already forgiven us, which means he cannot be mad at us. Because if we want to buy into this lie, buy into this idea that what we've done has made God mad at us, then we buy into the fact that if God is mad at us, then he never forgave us. And what that does is discount what Jesus did on the cross. A few days ago was Easter, and if you don't know anything about the Easter story and the Easter miracle, it was the day that Jesus rose from the grave to conquer death, hell, and the grave, our chains and our bondage, so that he could know us and love us and forgive us. But if we want to think God's mad at us, then we forget that he's already forgiven us. I want to read you this verse. I think it's really important. Romans 3, 23 through 26 says, For everyone has sinned. We all fall short of, the God, of God's glorious standard, yet God, in his grace, freely makes us right in his sight. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty for our sins. For God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. This sacrifice shows that God was being fair when he held back and did not punish those who sinned in times past. God was being fair when he was not mad at us, but he chose to forgive us. For he was looking ahead and including them in what he would do in this present time. For God did this to demonstrate his righteousness, for he himself is fair and just, and he makes us sinners right in his sight when they believe in Jesus. Come on, somebody, you better start working harder. Wait. You better stop doing. Oh, it says you got to try more. That's not it at all. 
This verse says that God has made us right in his sight by what Jesus did. He's not mad at us. He already forgave us. You can't be mad at someone you already forgave because God's not mad at you, man. He's just madly in love with you. And it's so important that we're able to understand that dichotomy. We're able to dissect the difference between is God mad at me or is he madly in love with me? Does he want what's best for me or has he written me off? And that leads me into point number two. You don't plan good things for people you're mad at. Jeremiah 29 11 tells us, for God knows the plans he has for you. They're plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. You can't have good plans for somebody you're mad at. When I was when I was younger, when I in high school and, and before that, tennis was my life. Tennis was my passion. And if you don't know my story, maybe one of these episodes I'll share it. But I played tennis and that was the, the purpose of what I thought my life was. And so when I was about sixteen years old, I had the opportunity to lead a a tennis academy in schools. And so basically I would take tennis equipment and I would I was the director of this program and I would go into the schools and I would teach elementary kids how to play tennis. And I know director, big title for a 16-year-old, but because of this position, I had people that inside those schools would look to me for the answers and, and, and would, would kind of work for me. And I remember this one school, there was this one person, and I'm not going to put him on blast or say his name because I don't, I don't know if he's listening, I don't want to embarrass him, but... I'm not going to lie to you. I just didn't like this guy. This dude was a complainer. He was late. He never worked hard. He looked for excuses. He always argued. And because I didn't like this guy, I didn't have good plans for this guy. Every time I would go to this school and I would have to work with this guy, I would give him the worst jobs. I'd be like, dude, just go sweep. Just go sweep something. Like we're outside. Like why does that matter? Like dude, just like walk around and pick up all the balls like the, the whole three hours we're here. Like, I would just give him the worst possible things just to get him away from me, just so I didn't have to deal with him. Maybe that's not the best way to handle things. I was 16, cut me some slack. But come on, somebody, if you don't like somebody, if you're mad at somebody, you don't have good plans for them. This kind of reminds me of of the story of Paul. If you don't know who Paul is, he is the Apostle Paul, the guy who wrote two-thirds of the the New Testament. He's the guy who kind of teaches us and walks us through how to be a Jesus follower, how to be a person that tells people about Jesus, who lives in a way that glorifies God. But if you don't know his story, his story starts in the Bible in, in Acts 9. He's actually this guy named Saul at this point. And the Bible says Saul has this passion, which is weird, to persecute and kill Christians, followers of the way. And so in this story in Acts 9, Saul, he hits the road. He's on his way towards a city called Damascus, and he's going there to kill Christians. He's, I just like picture him walking down. He's got like his sword on his side. He's like probably pissed. He's like, oh, I'm ready to go. We're going to kill some Christians. But on this road, he meets Jesus and God transforms his mind, his heart, and he gives him a purpose that he never knew. And then at the end, he renames him. He goes, your name's not Saul anymore. His name is, your name is now Paul. And Paul goes on to, to build churches and plant churches and, and help the early church grow and help build Christianity to what it is today. And he becomes a, not a persecutor of Christianity, but he becomes a, a, a pioneer of Christianity. And come on, somebody, if God is not mad at a dude killing Christian folks, he's not mad at you. 
If God had a plan for Paul, he's got a plan for you. And Jeremiah 29, 11 tells us it's a future and a hope, a plan for good. If you need more evidence of that, if you look at the story of Peter, Peter was a disciple of Jesus. He watched Jesus heal people. He watched Jesus walk on water. He even walked on water for a little bit. And then when God goes, Jesus goes to the cross, <laughs> he denies him not one time, not two times, but three times. He says, no, I don't know that dude. I don't know, I don't know anything about him. I don't follow him. Nope, not a chance. And then later, Jesus uses Peter to be the person that he builds the foundation of the church upon. He calls Peter the rock. Come on, guys. I don't need to go any further. I don't need to help explain this. When you can see this, God is not mad at you. He has good plans for you. Uh, This kind of leads me into, into point number three, which is probably my favorite point of the day. The thing that I think is probably most important most powerful for you to understand. Point number three is God is happy you came home. And what do I mean by that? I mean, God is happy that no matter how far away you are, no matter how many things you think you've done, no matter what you've smoked, what you've drank, what you've watched, what you've said, who you've hurt, that God has a plan for you, that he's forgiven you, and that he's waiting for you to come home back into his presence so that he can be with you and he can mend you and he can heal you and then he can use you. Because sometimes our mess becomes our message, but it can't ever become that if we're never in the presence of God. I love the story of the prodigal son. It's in it's another story in scripture. And if you don't know about it, let me summarize it real quick. There's this dude and his dad is super rich and he goes to his dad. He goes, hey, listen, I want my inheritance now. And his father being a good father says, all right, here you go. Here's all your money. And his son takes all his money. He runs for the hills. He goes and turns up and he squanders it all. The Bible says he squandered so much of it. This dude was sleeping in mud with pigs. And finally, his pride, he lets go of it, and he goes, man, I got to get back to my dad. So he he gathers himself, and he goes, and he crawls, and he's prepared to grovel and ask his dad, would you help me? Would Would you just accept me back? And the Bible tells us that as the son is not even halfway home, his dad sees him on his way back, and his dad runs out to him, and he greets him with a hug and with a kiss, and he tells his servants, my son is home. Let's throw a party. Listen, I don't know where you're at today. I don't know what you are, are, what is making you think that God is mad at you. But listen, if you would just get out of the mud, if you would just take a step forward, if you would just say, God, forgive me, he would come out. You don't even need to come the full way. He'll meet you. He'll come out to you and he'll say, hey, son, you're home and I love you and I have plans for you and I've forgiven you and let's throw a party because you're back. Jesus has endless Endless opportunities and chances for us to know that he's not mad at us. He's just madly in love with us. In in Corinthians, I love this, Paul, he cries out and he says, listen, I got this thorn in my side. I got this thorn in my flesh, this thing that torments me. And in Romans, he also says, listen, I do do what I don't want to do and I don't do what I want to do. In other words, I keep messing up. But then Paul tells us, but God's grace is sufficient for us. His grace is more than enough for my weakness. 
And maybe right now you're, you're listening to this video or this podcast and you're thinking, Cade, you don't know what I've done, bro. You don't know what I've walked through. You don't know what I said, what I did, who I hurt. You don't know. And just let me tell you right now, no matter what you've done, his grace is enough. And that brings us all the way back to point number one. How do I get this grace, Caden? How do I? God has already forgiven us. He's already given it to you. It's free. Ephesians tells us it's a free gift. We can't earn it. And we definitely don't deserve it. But God is giving it to us and telling us, listen, I'm not mad at you. I'm madly in love with you. And then when you accept this grace and you repent and you say, God, forgive me, and you start to walk in this grace and this will, you start to see that God has good plans for you because he's not mad at you. And when you're walking in these good plans and you find your purpose, you start to understand that I came home because God wasn't mad at me. He was madly in love with me and he made a place for his table at me to be seated aside and be used by him for his glory. And that's who you are. It's not what you've done. It's not what you've said. But it's what God's done and what God said. You're loved. You're called. You're purposed. You're made for more. And you're so, so loved. God's not mad at you. Man, he's madly in love with you. And maybe you see all those points and you get one, two, and three and you're like, okay, okay, I'm starting to get it. Maybe, maybe God's not mad at me. But listen, I feel so far from God. I feel like the things I've done, the things I've said, the things someone did to me, or they've disqualified me from knowing God. I feel dirty. I feel so far from his grace. I feel burdened. I feel heavy. Would you just come to the feet of Jesus today? Would you just say a simple, simple prayer? God, forgive me. And he'll say, I already have, because I love you. Just want to encourage you today before I end this podcast that God is not mad at you. He's madly in love with you. There's nothing that you could do, say, or think that would ever disqualify you from the call on your life. Because when Jesus died on the cross, he already did it. He already handled it. He had already won the battle over the thing that you're facing today. He already took the chains. He took the bondage. He washed the hands. He cleaned the stains. And he said, all you have to do is come home. Come back. And I'll throw a party. And I'll be excited. And I'll be waiting for you to walk into my presence. I want to I, I wanna encourage you before we close. I think this is really important that we understand that as Christians, as followers of Christ, the Bible tells us that we were made in the image of Christ. We are our image bearers of Jesus. I love to put it this way when I think about it. Our lives are mirrors of God. Our, our lives are mirrors of God's glory. Our job is to not have people look at us, but have people look at God. I, I, my prayer is that when you watch this podcast and you listen, that you're looking in here before you're looking here and you're seeing God before you're seeing me, because that's my job is to be a mirror to God's glory. But maybe you're thinking, man, I know I'm supposed to be a mirror, but my mirror is a little shattered. My mirror is broken. I've got a full body mirror right here on my left. You can't see it, but I use it to check my hair before the podcast, make sure I'm looking nice. But if, if for some reason this mirror broke and pieces shattered on the floor, I would still be able to pick up a piece, however small, hold it up, check my hair, 
and see the reflection and see the job of the mirror and know no matter how broken, it still has a use. No matter how broken, no matter how trampled or shattered you feel, no matter how mad you think God is at you, you need to know that God wants to use you. God wants to restore you. God wants to heal you. And God is not mad at you. He is madly in love with you. I love you guys so much. I hope that today's podcast, today's episode was one that you can take and that you can take the information and some of the scriptures and some of the experiences that you can just chew on them throughout this week. You can munch on it and you can start to dive into scripture further for yourself and start to see God's not mad at me. God has just has a lot for me. I want to say this too before I close. I don't know what your season has looked like. I don't know what the things you're walking through. Maybe you're like, dude, I'm walking through a storm and I swear God has got to be mad at me because the things going on in my life are just out of whack it is terrible i just want to encourage you before i close today's podcast sometimes god's hand sometimes god's direction it seems like a disruption but what he's actually doing is he's directing you he's putting you on a detour to get you towards your destiny but part of you understanding that is knowing that what's happening to you is not because god's mad at you but it's because god loves you I really hope, like I said, that this episode encouraged you guys. I hope that you're able to turn this off and say, yo, for the first time ever, I feel like God is not mad at me. God loves me. God has more for me. There's so much in store for me. And you have a sense of encouragement and you're able to go to God and say, Lord, forgive me for what I've done, God, but put me on the path of righteousness. Put me towards what you have for me and your plans and your purposes and I'm just so excited about this podcast I'm so excited about what I hope God spoke to you today I want to I want to say before I close if this podcast did encourage you be sure to like and subscribe so you never miss an episode so you're able to go through every single question that we answer here on questions with Caden also if during this at any time you thought man maybe this would be so good for so and so maybe copy the link and send it to them encourage them with with a message today that maybe they needed to hear as well and then lastly if you have anything that you would like to say um, if you have any further questions feel free to either leave it in the comments or you can DM me personally um, on Instagram at Caden.Fabrizio. I would be honored to have a further conversation with you about anything we talked about today um, or any other further questions you have. And then lastly, if you have any questions that you would like me to answer on the next or future um, questions with Caden, please feel free to DM them to me. I would like to keep all the questions anonymous. We all have questions. We all have things we struggle with. And I guarantee you that your question, um, you're not the only one who has that question. So feel free to DM it to me. I'll keep it anonymous and we'll attack it. We'll get to the bottom of it and we'll use it to be a bridge and not a barrier. I love you guys so much. I'm so thankful for you guys. Thank you for clicking on today's podcast and I'll see you next week. Bye. Hi, I'm Beckett Cook, host of The Beckett Cook Show. I lived as a gay man in Hollywood for many, many years until I had a radical encounter with Jesus 13 years ago. Since then, I've gotten my master's degree in seminary and published a book called A Change of Affection. On my podcast, The Beckett Cook Show, I sit down with fascinating Christian scholars and thinkers to address the lies of the culture and bring the biblical truth to bear on those lies. To start listening now, go to lifeaudio.com or search for The Becca Cook Show on your favorite podcasting platform.